the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. I am Seth Liebson coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, which is brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. There's a ton going on. We've only begun to scratch the surface, so feel free to call in on anything on your mind you want to get out or talk about, discuss, argue, uh, condemn, (laughs) you name it. I'm here for you. We're here for you. 602 508 related to my monologue or anything else. Donald Trump will not be coming to Phoenix Friday um, uh, tomorrow night. He was uh, supposed to. He has uh, he has uh, had to cancel that appearance. Uh, and as the story I read said, anyone who bought tickets will be fully refunded. And um, there's that. Um what else? What, what what else did you want? I have a lot of catching up to do with you. Right I did want to do this. Right By the way, you know, I, I said this. I was talking about this yesterday, and I meant to circle back to it. Now's as good a time as any. Um, and this related to my monologue yesterday. You know, these uh, – I use the word soy descent conservatives. I don't know if – that's too fancy a phrase, but soy descent means it's a borrow word. Uh, do you know what a borrow word is, young David? A borrow word is a word that comes from another country, another language that adapts to ours. Like, um, I don't know, can you think uh, there's any number of them we can think of? There's a lot of Yiddishes, Yiddish of, uh, like shtick, right? Or, or, or nudge, I suppose, is, is certainly one. Soy descent is a borrow word. It means so, self-styled, self Self-styled or so-called soy descent conservatives uh, on CNN or MSNBC, um, whose only ability to be hired by them is that they condemn Donald Trump whenever they're on. That's all they are known for. It's the only time conservative even really leaves their mouth is to criticize um, Donald Trump. Um but they join the loud chorus, of course, of others who do so on the left. And I thought this was interesting. You know, there's the, there is this guy, Dean Phillips, who uh, is a representative, a member of the House of Representatives. No one really heard of him much until a little bit at the end of last year when he announced that he was going to run against Joe Biden in the Democratic primaries, joining who else is running? Marianne Williamson and... That uh, that brute Sank Uger, I guess, is running as well. But Dean Phillips is uh, perhaps the most credible of the Democrats because he's actually an elected member of the House of Representatives and not an idiot. Um, He said this on CNN yesterday about the continual denunciations of Donald Trump. And I just thought it was worth airing. I was surprised CNN aired it. But um, let me give it to you for a moment. And I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. 
every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly, all of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. There you go. There you go. You know, once in a while, you know, you just don't know what you're going to find if you get out of your own talking point, if you get out of your own ID fix, another borrow word, if you get out of your own prejudice and actually listen to what the other side actually is saying and not what MSNBC or CNN tells you the other side is saying. I have long said that these Trump rallies that are characterized and caricatured by the CNNs and MSNBCs won't even air them, you know? They're they're not even airing the ex-president when he gives a speech anymore because, you know, they're in the truth business, as they will tell you, as Rachel Maddow will tell you. And there's a cost to airing lies, as Rachel Maddow will tell you. How many times do they have Anthony Fauci on? Um, Or Joe Biden talking about the 51 intelligence officials or Hunter Biden on 60 Minutes saying he doesn't know if the laptop is his or not. Joe Biden saying my son says it's not his. Anyway, you get the point. Um, The the subjective... uh, the, the subjective suppression of, of, of what lies they don't want to air and what truths they want to consider as lies. My only point is being it's amazing what you will learn if you go to these rallies. They are not the hate-filled things CNN, MSNBC portrays. As I have said before, I have said for years, these are love affairs. These are people who simply love their country and are showing up not in a spirit of hate but in the spirit of love. And you can take it from Dean Phillips, a Democratic representative. Where's he from? Is he Illinois, young David, do you know? I think it's Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? That would make sense. Did Mil- you know, Yes. speaking of the cold, wintry Minnesota plains, Yes, sir. Dean Phillips, you ever had Talenti Gelato? What? Talenti Gelato. I don't even know what it is. That's Dean Phillips. What do you mean that's Gene- Dean Phillips? Dean Phillips did Talenti Gelato. And what is Talenti Gelato? It's only in every single grocery store in America. It's about $13 a pint, which is kind of ridiculous, but it's uh, very expensive, uh, very tasty. I have had some, and it has odd flavors like strawberry margarita or pistachio rose and things like that. And he invented it or something? Uh, yeah, he, he brought it to success. I'm not sure if he— He somehow yeah. is involved. Are you sure it's not just a matter of the fact that he likes it or eats it? No, 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 no. He's, uh, he was involved. Yeah, he, is, he was involved. He is or was he's, involved. He's gelato involved. This is like uh, what? 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 Justice involved? They're not ex-cons. They're justice involved. Okay, good. You, you got to give me a minute. He's the former co-owner. There we go. Okay. There we go. Former co-owner. Okay. All right. So, what do I do with that? Uh, depending on how you feel about him, never buy gelato again or always buy gelato. Based on that, I might buy some tonight. Yeah. I might Talenti buy some. gelato. Okay. I can recommend the margarita flavor. No, I'm not. No, no. Hey, I think it. I think no. they're all. Oh, my God. David, this is this is now going to be done. Ice cream should not be weird flavored. Oh, my God. Chocolate goodness. chip, mint chip. Bill's with me on this. No. 
I think they're no. all dairy free. You could share them with the dog. The gelato cannot be dairy free. The whole point of gelato is that it's more cream than ice cream. It cannot be dairy free. Good question. Then. No, it's not a good question. It's a silly. It's it's not dairy free. Is this is this is the this, whole point of gelato? Is 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 this another is it, one of those like gender affirming care is not caring yes, for people of yes, genders? Yes, it's Orwellian. To, yes, yes, gelato is yes. actually not gelato. It, it's it, it, it's. I mean, they may have a dairy-free version, but then that's oh not goodness. gelato. That's sorbet or sher- sherbet or something like that. Rob is in surprise. Rob, help us out. What's going on, brother? Well, I don't know much about gelato, but I know what I like. Okay. Um, actually, I've had some in uh, Sicily, and um, they do make some really good pistachio gelato there. Okay. Since they grow so much pistachio in Sicily. Um, anyway, um, I... This is based, again, going back to your monologue on uh, Constitution and and that sort of thing, uh, and conservatism. Um, And I know we've had discussions before about, like, what is a conservative? And it it usually goes back to, you know, real basics. And I think people make it harder than they need to when it comes to paleo and neo and all these other ones. I think it just boils down to, uh, you know, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and maybe the Bill of Rights. You know, all men are created equal. Boom. And they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, I, I think uh, what where the downfall – actually, the downfall uh, – it comes in many ways. Uh, I think earlier, and this is, I think, from um, the Jaffa book uh, with Lincoln, uh, quoting Jefferson, I think, that the whole art of government consists in the art of being honest. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's, that's a conservative course. trait, isn't it? Let me take a commercial break and come back to you. Do you have sure. time to stay with this? this oh, I love absolutely. I love this topic. I love it. Thank you, Rob. We'll take a quick commercial break, and there's room for more as well. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Rob, in surprise, is staying with us. Rob's point was that um, we tend to overcomplicate conservatism. You were quoting Jefferson from his summary view of the rights of British of um, British America, that the whole art of government consists in being honest, yes? Well, yes, and by the same token, I think it also, uh, not just government, but I think it, and maybe this is more Lincoln than Jefferson, uh, the, the confidence in justice of the people isn't unconditional, but it depends on their retaining their virtue and vigilance. Yes. Um, which, of course, honesty would probably fall under that. And that actually probably goes back to Plato's Republic, you know, mm-hmm. public virtue, mm-hmm. uh, public happiness, the uh, private virtue writ large. Mm-hmm. Um, and there could be no happiness without uh, virtue and the moral law. Mm-hmm. And so in the government of the people, the art of being honest must be the people's art. So not just government, but the people itself. But also the government, right? But also the and government. Also, yeah. Exactly right. So I think, you know, the all men are created equal part. I think it was Leo Strauss who mentioned something about... Uh, 
the the in the Constitution. Oh, I'm sorry, the Declaration that uh, he made a comment. Uh, I don't know what year, but um, does it still hold those truths to be? Self-evident? Do we still hold these truths to be self-evident? Yeah, from natural and, and right and history. That's, yeah. that's one of the big you know questions. I think we have to deal with. Um, but again, going back again. To, what, but what? 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 Do you? How do you answer that? Do, I, do we? I, I think, I think it depends now on the individual, which yep. is kind of ironic in yep. a way. Yeah. Since we're a nation <laughs> found, founded on individuals, many of whom uh, have obviously differing opinions, but unlike Jefferson, uh, when he was talking about people of differing. Uh, opinions yeah. could still have their principles. Yes, uh, right. That's my concern, of, too. My concern yeah. is we don't differ on opinions anymore so much as the thing Jefferson warned about, which is that we have differing yeah. principles. I don't differing think most leftists yeah. share my principles. No, and, and they may have no principles at all. Correct. Um, I think this also goes into that whole education uh, problem where I don't think this kind of stuff is being taught either at all or by very good teachers. And right. I think it's crucial that it should. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, we talk about, you know, majority rule, uh, well, democracy, republic, but th- those who win the most votes, you know, short of the electoral college and the presidency, um, it, the purpose of that majority rule, it, it's to protect the equal rights of all. And so the minority has to be seen as equal to the rights of the majority because they are the same rights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, uh, not really showing up these days when we see uh, January 6th uh, people or Donald Trump's people getting arrested and sentenced and biased courts and, and, and so forth. So I think, I think at this point, much or at least half of Americans still have a certain amount of virtue and honesty. That honesty Um, thing is so interesting. You know, I'm just thinking as I'm listening to you, Rob, and uh, about the education and because we're not taught these things, uh, you and I probably grew up, I'm guessing, with pictures of Washington and Lincoln in our elementary school in our first and second grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. None of oh, that yeah. obtains anymore. But you know what's interesting about those two men, aside from the, you know one being the indispensable man, Washington, and one being sure. Abraham Lincoln, uh, who saved the country, you know what they were both known for? Their honesty, right? That's honesty. the f- that fable of George right. Washington and the cherry tree. I cannot tell mm-hmm. a lie. And honest right. Abe, right? The honesty yep, thing exactly. keeps coming back, doesn't it? That's right. And I, I, uh, I shudder uh, just for fun. I, I look at X daily or X Twitter, Twitter Twix, X. Twix, we call it Twix. Twix. Yeah, and everything either out of the White House, out of the uh, public affairs uh, spokeswoman and the president, um, nothing they're saying there is honest. And it's certainly uh, they're sort of exposing themselves as being dishonest uh, for those who are able to keep up with it. Yeah, they think that a lie in the service of their ideology, their alternative principle is justifiable. 
And That's right. it does something to the brain and the character of the country, doesn't it? That's right. And I think that's something that, uh, again, goes into uh, whether it's parenthood, whether it's the schools, whether it's the universities or all the above. Um, I think there's, there's just that kind of problem with uh, character and honesty and principles uh, that uh, conservatives, regardless of what stripe they may claim to be, uh, should be able to agree on are needed, uh, and that the basis for that is a good, thorough grounding in uh, early American history and the Revolution and uh, the early days, as well as, of course, the uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people forget that uh, the, the, the separation of the southern states, uh, while the issue of the Civil War involved slavery, they seceded because they didn't want to have Lincoln as president. That's right. And that's something because they knew what the Republican Party was going to stand for. Correct. And what wasn't going to stand for slavery. Correct. And the southern states didn't like that idea. Correct. They believed that each state had the right to determine. uh, Some of them even thought it was a positive good. Some of them even, you know, it wasn't just about the state's rights based on a neutral idea of it, right? Some of the... Right. Some of them, uh, like Alexander Stevens, the vice president of the uh, Confederacy, or even um, right. Calhoun, uh, John C. Calhoun before John, him, right? Yeah. They thought it was sure. a positive good. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen Douglas thought kind of the same thing. Um, I don't remember all of his writings. They would have been known as... I don't know if I could say that about Stephen Douglas so much as I would say that there were elements of it, but certainly even in the North, those that supported slavery, they had a name, Doughface. They were known as Doughfaces. 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 You ever heard that before? No, I never have. It's not not a word that means young David is eating donuts and he gets a (laughs) doughface. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Moldable, you know, like uh, uh, someone whose face could be warped, not by the truth. All right, brother. Good stuff. I want to say more about it when I come back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio, which is brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for Precious Metals. We're hosting a great event March 26th, Fighting for Freedom, an evening with 960 Patriot hosts, myself, Brandon Tatum, and the great Mike Gallagher. We're keeping it somewhat small. Arizona Christian University is going to be where we'll be doing it. And um, we're keeping it somewhat small so that you can interact with Mike and Brandon and myself uh, as much as possible in Q&A and other uh, gatherings. Uh, we're giving away a free pair of tickets. If you would like to enter to win, just send an email to young David, my producer, David Dahl. His email is ddahl, D-O-L-L, at Salem PHX for Salem Phoenix, ddahl at salemphx.com. And just put FFF or Fighting for Freedom in the subject line, and we'll do a drawing uh, tomorrow, uh, every Friday or Tomorrow being Friday. Yes, tomorrow is <laughs> yeah, Friday. Tomorrow being Friday, that, we'll do or... a drawing for it, and uh, we'll let you know. And if not, uh, if you're not of the aleatory type of person, 
You can buy your tickets at 960thepatriot.com. Do you know the word aleatory? That's the third word you used today that I don't know. What was the first two? I don't know. Don't you write them down? <laughs> Not if I can't even spell them. Don't you look them up? Oh, my goodness. What were the words? You're putting me on the spot. Well, you brought it up. You brought up aleatory. It's a word. It has its place in a dictionary. Much like Finland, I have my doubts. Look it up. A-L-E-A-T-O-R-Y. Aleatory. Tell me if I would not tell a lie. Like George Washington. George Washington over here. Yeah, well, we're talking about truth and honesty, and it's a good quote from Rob uh, that Thomas Jefferson— on the throw of the dice. Yeah, games of chance, aleatory. Yeah. So if you were not of the chance-going type— yeah. You would buy a ticket. Yeah, if you're not of an aleatory disposition, just buy your tickets at 960thepatriot.com. What's so hard about that? Reading comprehension. Why? <laughs> it's listening. Actually, it's not even listening reading. It's just listening. You're, right. you're, you're right. the one who brought you're you're listening the one making an issue of it. What were I, the other words? I I, I, I I don't know. It was earlier in the first hour, and I've already forgotten. It's well, been about an hour since we discussed it. How do you it. intend to expand your vocabulary if you don't write these things? I stick down. around you long enough. Are you coming to my thing Saturday or not? I, I have my thing. The state party is having – the state Republican Party is having its, its annual meeting, and – I think – I'm going at 745. You like politics. There must not be any Scottish Republicans. Why? Why? Because all of the Scotsmen should be out and about at, at, at night celebrating the burn supper tomorrow night. Yeah, that's Friday. This is Saturday. Yes, but I'm assuming that I will be out until the wee small hours of the morning, as Frank Sinatra would say. Why? Why? To honor the memory of Robert Burns. Why fact, is it? A, it's know? not. It's not the Passover Seder, Pascal, that you have to. You know, go Obviously to midnight. You've never been inundated with Scottish culture in your life, and in Scotland, it's a big deal. So I'm told. All right. So there what do you a, have to do are, with there it? There are rituals. Are you Scottish? Poems. Uh, no. Well, what? Uh, no. Well, then what? 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 But what, I was what's, invited. In what's fact, your I was, role? Invited to give the keynote address, and I'm kind of worried. It's actually stressing me out. I'm writing. I have. I mean, do you know how how many words it is to speak about 15 minutes? You're asking someone who's a speechwriter by profession how many words? Oh, good. Can I subcontract you? Did you not know this either, Mr. Bill? Where is he coming from? Would you like to write my speech for me? I've I've made my livelihood all these low these many years, huh? By speaking. No, by writing speeches <laughs> for others. I, I I have been asked to write the address or, or a toast to the immortal memory is the official is the official name. A toast to the immortal. Well, memory. a toast is not fifteen minutes. You're going to anger people. You're going to anger people who want to have a drink if your toast is fifteen minutes. Obviously, you've never been to a burn supper. This no, and I never hope to be one. But well I can tell you one thing: I'd rather event. see them be one. Huh? This is a methodical. Should I wear my kilt to work tomorrow? No, please. No, are you sure? Please, no. Ever, sure? ever, never. Never wear my kilt. No, to work please, tomorrow. no. You know how to do this. Speak Writing. I have about six hundred words so far, and I probably need to triple that by tomorrow. And words, you know, I have to discuss burns. I have to. Give if you wrote down the words I used, maybe you'd have words to use in your speech. Three words. Well, it's three more than you have now. I've already forgotten aleatory.
<clears throat> Hello, this is Jim Rockford. I'm not in right now. At the tone, leave your name and number, and I'll get back to you. Right? Not the outgoing message, the OGM. Have you ever listened to my voicemail? Nope. On my cell phone? Nope. That means you've never called me. Right? That's sad. I just text you or yell at you. You yell at me. Yes. I do. I do, I don't just I? just yell at you. For no reason. Put that in our sound clips. <laughs> I just yell at you. If you, uh, if, you, if you ever decided to call me, you know, and be like, hey, David, like, want to go hang out, yeah. shoot some pool, no, and no. hang out, that's and eat ne- hot dogs, no, and that's never happened. drive cars, and stuff like no. that, yeah, you know, no. let's go shooting guns this weekend, David, no. we'll hang out. No. Uh-uh. Anyway, you would have heard my voicemail. Is, is it a, Jim is Rockford? Of that. Oh, it is? It's me. Oh, nice. With his music in the background. You want to play it for the audience? No. Why? I don't want them all to call me. <laughs> I don't think they will if you play your OGM. <laughs> But I'd like to hear the outgoing message. Can you get me the I don't Rockford think it's possible one for me too? Without you calling. Me. All right. Here's the thing. You call your uh, when well, you can call your phone from the. I don't think that's possible. You mentioned the call came from within the house this week. No, what you and I would can like do... to discuss that. I don't think that Time was out. possible with Time phones out. in the fifties. Timeout. Take this phone, our studio phone, and call yourself on the cell phone. And then hold it up to the microphone, but not until you also get the original outgoing message of Jim Rockford, while I explain to people what a dunderhead we have for a vice president. You work on all that. that that's a lot to work on. It's, you go, go ahead. So <clears throat> Mr. Bill did me a favor one day of going through books that I didn't want to. Oprah Winfrey's book and uh, Michelle Obama's book on Becoming – And he just, you know, he wanted my opinion, I guess, on what it is that makes these these things bestsellers. When you have paragraphs like, I think we have to work on seeing ourselves so that work has to start with us. You can't look to be seen outside of yourself. That is the constant work that each of us has to do to change the loop in our heads about not mattering. We have to rewrite that story. That would just be an example. I think that's from Michelle Obama's book on becoming. And you wonder, I mean, this isn't even chat GPT stuff. This is just word sound. This is just find words and put them together and make the tenses match. You have this with our vice president. Yes, come on in, Mr. Bill. She was interviewing with – you have this with our vice president as much as you have it with our press secretary. You have, uh, for example, Katie Couric interviewing uh, Kamala Harris yesterday. I didn't know – I don't know what platform she's on now. It's obviously some show of her own somewhere or podcast. But this is is Katie Couric's discussion with your vice president who's in charge of immigration. Right. She was tasked with immigration. This is czar. She is the czarina, the czarling. Sixty eight percent of Americans disapprove of the way the Biden administration has handled the border. So how do you address that? Have you done enough? Our there's no question. Our immigration system is broken. And it needs to be fixed. And as with any problem, then Leaders will participate, true leaders, in the solution. Shall we do that again? In case you missed it. There's no question that our immigration... Don't leave me. There is no question that our immigration system is broken and it needs to be fixed. And as with any problem, then, leaders will participate, true leaders, 
in the solution. Is this a kindergarten teacher? True leaders will participate. Top people. Top, top people. True leaders will participate. Now, if you thought the press secretary or what you might call the White House spokesperson or spokesman generically um, is any better, you would think a spokesperson would be able to speak. We get the same thing. There are about 800 gotaways at the border every day, 96,000 since October 1st. Does President Biden want to locate these folks who have disappeared into this country to parts unknown? So here's what I will say is that um, the president, one of the reasons that the president is having these negotiation procedures or a process with the Senate, uh, with both Republicans uh, and Democrats, as I've said many times before, is because we want to deal with what's going on at the border. <laughs> he's taking this very seriously. Um, he's, uh, he wants to make sure that we come up with a bipartisan agreement, and we are very uh, appreciative uh, for that. But there's also the diplomatic aspect of it, of making sure that we're having uh, conversations with Mexico, and we have had, and we've had productive conversations with them. And DHS is maximizing. They are maximizing its enforcement efforts. And since May 12th, and you've heard me say this as well, DHS has been able to return more than 482,000 individuals uh, who did not have the legal basis uh, to be here. So we're doing what we can right at the border dhs is doing maximizing their process doing what they can at the border we need help right we need congress to actually act and uh, do their part as well and we're having those negotiations and we're having those processes i cannot speak to the eight thousand the eight thousand number you just provided to me what i can speak to is what we're trying to do on the policy side and the funding side uh, to make sure what we the border patrol uh, the law enforcement on the ground have what they need. The Border Patrol of the law enforcement on the ground have what they need. Processes doing what they can at the border, but we need help, right? We need Congress to actually act and do their part. Congress actually passed a bill last year. Chuck Schumer wouldn't take it up. That would be a clear answer. Actually, that makes sense. People can apprehend what the... But So we're doing what we can, right, at the border, Right. DHS is doing, maximizing their process. They're maximizing their process. If I come to work here, I'm applying to the DHS, Mr. Bill. You're my employer interview. How would this go down? Yes, I'd like to work at the DHS. Um, what, What would you ask of me? I have some processes here. Do you think you'd be able to maximize them at a fine organization? I am expert at maximizing processes. So that means making more work? I suppose. Is that what maximizing the process is that you're looking for? Yeah, the, the process itself or it, you're hired. Because fine. what I understand from the vice president is that the border is broken and thus it needs, as she tells me, fixing. Right. Yeah. So we'll maximize the process to do that. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Young David. Mr. Young David. I like that one. I am Mr. Young David now. Did you find what we were looking for? <sighs> Embarrassingly so, I did. Let's what, hear how it. do you need it? What do you need? I need Rockford, then you. Rockford? Okay, here's Rockford. This is Jim Rockford. At the tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Jim, it's Shirley at the Cleaners. You know that brown jacket? The one I said looks so great on you? Your favorite? We lost it. 
Okay. Okay. And then and if someone calls me, you, what or happens? Or you could call me and find out yourself, you know? Yeah. What happens? What do we get? See what happens, Larry? This I, is I, what I, happens. It's not working. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is David Dahl. Don't leave your name and message. I'll get back to you. Really? That's your voicemail. See, you've never called me. You've never been like, I love hey, it. you want to go get steaks, David? Nope. I nope. love it. Never called me, folks. I will say, we are going to break here soon. <laughs> but Don Johnson said of his colleague, Philip Michael Thomas, so when they were on Miami Vice, you don't really want to hang out with somebody after spending the work week with them. <laughs> Portions of this show brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. They're located, headquartered here locally. You can visit them. Their offices are on Chauncey Lane in North Phoenix. I've been there many times. When you go, you won't get a sales pitch. You won't be asked to sign anything. They leave the sales pitch up to me. What Y-Refi has is an investment in a secure collateralized portfolio where you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. You can turn your income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. There are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. Of course, you get a monthly statement with no surprises. If you don't visit them in person, check them out online at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or you can call them at 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. I love your voicemail, David. Thank you for sharing that with us. The of reason course. I don't call you to go out is I'm just not that fun. You're just not that fun? No, I'm not that fun to hang out Well, you, you could hang out with me. Just think you could have been to a murder mystery and a Burns party in this, in this month alone. Also not that fun. Also not that fun? Yeah, we don't need two boring things happening. Two boring things. I want to make a point about something Austin Smith said. I'll close with another Lincoln phrase about his um, his efforts. Oliver Wendell Holmes said, the mode in which the inevitable comes to pass is effort. Austin Smith is efforting the uh, preservation of our prosperity and how important it is. It is not anti-American. It is pro-American. Lincoln, beautiful passage, good way to close the hour, was um, put it in his eulogy to Henry Clay. He said of Mr. Clay, um, his predominant sentiment from first to last was a deep devotion to the cause of human liberty, a strong sympathy with the oppressed everywhere, and an ardent wish for their elevation. With him, this was a primary and all-controlling passion. Subsidiary, excuse me, subsidiary to this was the conduct of his whole life. Here's the important part. You ready for this? You'll love it. He loved his country, partly because it was his own country, but mostly because it was a free country. And he burned with a zeal for its advancement, prosperity, and glory, because he saw in such the advancement, prosperity, and glory of human liberty, human right, and human nature. He desired the prosperity of his countrymen, partly because they were his countrymen, but chiefly to show to the world that free men could be prosperous. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.